Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. You guys are amazing. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for sharing these amazing, incredible stories that we hear. Um, I get uh, emails all the time where, you know, how this has impacted people's lives. It saves lives. And many of you have commented on that. So thank you so much. A shout out to my sponsors. Without you, we wouldn't be here either. So thank you. And um, we are in for a treat today. We are joined today by Jenity Page. Jenity, thank you for being with us. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Um, you have uh, been referred to me by several people. <laughs> like, you've <laughs> got to get her on. She's incredible, you know. And uh, I know you're a very busy woman, but thank you for doing this. Um, you know, you, all, you talk about how you were blessed with two things in life. You, you're an early riser and consistency. <laughs> yeah. So you've always, is that even from the time you were little, I guess that's what. Yeah. You, you know, cause like <laughs> I've, I've developed all these gifts later in my life. Like I run, I cook, I paint, I now ninja. Um, and everyone's always like, Jenny, you have all the talents. Like you were like in the first in the talent line in heaven. And I say, no, <laughs> listen, like I was really blessed with two natural abilities. Yeah. Everything else I've just earned through blood, sweat and tears. But from the time I was born, I was an early riser. Like when I was eight years old, I started playing the piano and I walked myself to piano lessons down the street at like 7 a.m. in the morning. And <laughs> I would practice the piano every morning at 6 a.m. Wow. And I, you know, I look back now that I'm a mom and I go, that wasn't normal. Yeah, that wasn't normal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, so those are my gifts. Yes. And you've used those gifts to become a professional oil painter. Guys, if you haven't seen her paintings, we were just talking about this before we came on live and just, they really are. They're stunning. They're amazing. Um, I know you hear this a lot and you're very humble about it, but they really are just out of this world. And uh, you're an American Ninja Warrior athlete, <laughs> right? And that's no joke. And if you, if you guys have watched some of her workouts, she goes hard and strong and man, you got energy for days. It seems like. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, you, you, you believe that we all have this divine spark in us. Um, you work really hard. Um, you, you're from BYU or you went to BYU, Idaho, mm -hmm. and you, you give a lot of credit to that experience up there to where you are today. Um, you're a wife, a mother, a teacher, a runner, you know, you've struggled at times in your life. And we're going to talk about a few of those people will say you need to relax more <laughs> because you just go, go, go. Um, she, um, is very passionate about her faith. And she's going to talk about that as well. But we're just in for a treat. And I just hope you guys will feel the love and passion and spirit that she brings to everyone. So, Jenity, again, thank you for being here. My pleasure. So why don't we start? Tell us where you grew up and maybe a little bit about your family and your childhood. Okay. So I people always ask where I'm from and I say like the Intermountain West. Okay. Uh, I never lived anywhere longer than five years prior to where I live oh, now. Okay. Um, so I've... <laughs> Lived in California and Utah and Arizona and Colorado and Oregon and Idaho. And we bounced around a lot. And people always say, well, is your dad in the military? No, he just 
like to move. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and that was actually really good for me because I was actually painfully shy as mm. a kid. Uh, if I ever had to like give a talk in church, it was the worst day of my life. Right. Um, <laughs> I have three siblings. Uh, we're super, super close. Um, like my best friends. And I think awesome. probably moving a lot maybe had something to do with that. Sure. Um, I have incredible parents. Um, <laughs> yeah, like my mom... She changed my life, <laughs> yeah. and I and I feel, I feel so blessed because I know not everybody is that fortunate to have such a strong family foundation. What do you mean by that? She changed your life. I mean, I I think overall we can understand that, but was there something specific that you're referring to? I see yeah. you're getting emotional here. Yeah. So yeah. Um, when I was 11, we had a family meeting, and she asked us like mm. what the guarantee was to get back home to God. Mm. Yeah. And um and and I was you know, 11. So I was like, we need to get baptized. <laughs> or like, you know, just kind of like reciting some things that I had heard at church. And yeah. she said, those are all really good, but they're not a guarantee. Mm. And, you know, when you're 11, you're like, <gasps> you're like, excuse I have, me, I've got nothing. Yeah. And so she said, but no, there is a guarantee. And she challenged me then to have a daily personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. And she said the a way I could do that was through writing in a journal and saying my prayers and reading um, scriptures every single day. Okay. And it was, in, you know, you're a kid and you think, this is it. I'm just going to write in this just book and then I'm yeah, going right. to read some scripture <laughs> and then I'm going to say a prayer. And that's going to be this really powerful thing that's going <laughs> to like guarantee me a spot in heaven. Okay. Yeah. So I started that night and it changed my life, that pattern. And it's something that I tell people over and over again because it's incredible. And it sounds so simple. Yeah. But it, it, see, it creates this pattern where when you write, you take a step away from the present mm -hmm. and you can see a bigger picture. Right. I feel like our lives right now are so fast and all our entertainment is so fast that it's right. really easy to kind of be just kind of like numb to what you're even experiencing. Yeah. And so I, I love this pattern of writing because it just gives you a minute to write about like, what do you want? <laughs> Where are you in life? Yeah. yeah. Where could you be? And then what are you, what are you struggling with? What's breaking your heart? What do you hope for? Yeah. And when you, when you write those things, you, when you're honest with yourself, then you know what to pray about. Yeah. You're not just saying randomly saying, yeah, stuff. like yeah. another prayer, dear right. God, help me have another great day today. Thank you. The end, you know? <laughs> right. And then when you read scripture, it's not just, I'm reading scripture because I'm supposed to, it's like, well, I'm having this problem and could there be a solution here? Yeah. And so to discover that at 11, <laughs> yeah, it, totally. That pattern <laughs> has directed every major decision. It's, and, and, and this is something that I say over and over again. It's, as you come to know Jesus Christ, you come to know who you are. Mm. It's like you come to know him and he teaches you about yourself. Yeah. And that's exactly like what's happened to wow. me. So that's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So, I mean, you talked about you're an early riser. You're consistent. So obviously you got very consistent in doing those yeah. things, right? <laughs> that was one of those gifts uh, that helped you. Were, were you, you mentioned that you were kind of a shy child or, or maybe painfully shy was mm. your words. 
did you, as you got a little older, did you start breaking out of that shell? I mean, by the time you were in high school, were you still struggling with that? Or did you, were you more outgoing and confident at that point? Or Yeah, I would say I was really shy, like as a kid, like elementary okay. school. Gotcha. And then I remember junior high, um, I had to give a like an oral book report. And I was terrified because, right. oh, yeah. get up in front of people. But in my oral book report, I made my class laugh. And then all of a sudden there was like this big relief, like, yeah. oh, they think I'm funny. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, but honestly, it wasn't until I was in high school that I feel like I really kind of started to figure out who I was and that I didn't have to be so scared in front of people anymore. But yeah. honestly, I laugh all the time when I think back on who I was because now I speak all the time. Yeah. To, big groups of people and it's like one of my favorite things to do yeah, you know right. <laughs> so it's funny to think about how it all started right. i was like so like yeah yeah that's awesome so you know we talked about how you know what an amazing painter you are did did you start painting as a young child did you have that passion when you were young or did that come later as well yeah actually um i tell people all the time i didn't have like any talent with art <laughs> um Jeez. in fact my kids i got out ornaments for christmas and i have my kindergarten ornament still <laughs> and my kids look at it and they're oh, yeah. like oh yeah mom you you didn't really have any talent then did you and i was like and i tell people this all the time so what happened how how art came into my life like it it all comes back to this pattern i told you about of reading and writing and praying so um it was at the end of my junior year of high school and um my dad got a new job. Like I said, we moved a lot. And he told me that we were going to be moving that summer before my senior year. Oh, yeah. And oh, it broke my heart because I mean, I was this really nerdy kid in junior high. I mean, I had headgear and braces and glasses and all of it. The good old-fashioned yeah, headgear. Yeah, so beautiful. And then um, <laughs> by my senior year, somehow, you know, like I said, I kind of figured out who I was in high school and stuff. Like by my senior year, I was going to be – like a student body officer. Okay. And I actually had like a student body officer sweater that I designed for our senior year to wear and I never got to wear it. Oh, that was a spoiler alert. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so my dad and mom both knew how big this, this was. And they said, we're going to let you make this decision. <sighs> okay. So what did I do? I wrote about it. <laughs> mm, I yeah. prayed about it. Yeah. I read my scriptures and I sought direction and this is so cool. Like I never get over the fact that we have a direct line to receive information from God yeah. about our lives. Yeah. That is so that's so amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I think I, I get what you're getting at because we can say that, but do you like do you really understand what's being said here? Yeah. Like actually to get communication from God. Yeah. That's incredible. I know. If we really think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was doing this pattern, but you know, I wasn't getting any answers at first because I just wanted to stay in Utah so bad. <laughs> I didn't want to move. So my mom would be like, Jenny, you know, how's it going? Did you did you get any answers to your prayers? And no, mom, and I pray and it's just like silent. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's because my prayers were like Dear God, please help me know what to do, but can I please, 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 please stay here? You know? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, one day I was I was alone and I got this impression, a feeling. And this is something I talk a lot about too, following your feelings. Yeah. And my feeling was, Genity, what do you want? Yeah. 
oh, that's a big question. So I wrote, I wanted to write a book. That's <laughs> one of my things. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be a mom. Um, I wanted to go to college, you know, and then it was like these kind of like, like, like future goals, you know, and then I had the feeling was, well, which of these can't you have if you move? Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> I could probably do all of them. Yeah, right. And then the next question was like, what, what are the positives of moving with your family and the positives of staying? And I made two lists and the positives of staying was huge. And the positives of moving had one item on it and it was my family. And I made those lists and I saw it and I saw my family and all of a sudden it, it was like they were on a scale and my family weighed way more than everything else. And so I knew in that moment that I needed to move. So I came home and told my mom, she was relieved. Yeah, <laughs> now that, that I'm mom, yeah. I think about if we were moving <laughs> and I gave my 17 year old the choice like to move or not, this is a big thing. Right. So I moved. <laughs> And I go and I went from a huge high school in Utah. We moved to a tiny town in Colorado and I had 80 kids in my class mm. and I went to sign up for classes and I was a very driven student and I just wanted a full ride to college. So I told the counselor, give me like all your hardest classes. Like what, what's, right. what's your honor AP program? Like, and she said, <laughs> we, we don't really do any of that here. <laughs> and oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my senior year? And I looked at the classes and I said, well, I guess I'll take art. So I signed up for six art classes because we had a trimester and I took two each trimester. (laughs) It just basically just filling up my senior year. Yeah, filling up the gaps. One like a a woman was the entire art program at the school, (laughs) and she handed me a blank notebook and said she wanted me to keep an art journal. Mm. Now having. been the journal girl exactly. like i was like my interest was peaked and yeah she said instead of writing about how you feel i want you to create an image about it wow okay <laughs> and i couldn't draw wow. so i got a bunch of magazines and i cut stuff out and i glued it together and you know having moved my senior year and just being 17 in general yeah <laughs> like, right <laughs> so many things to create art about sure yeah <laughs> but and i tell this to kids too like when i teach in elementary schools or just anybody that that process like if you don't if you don't like writing just art journal with yeah, draw. like art journal like yeah. draw yeah just collage things it's the this process of just Taking something inside you that feels so big and it needs a place to go. Yeah. So that process is what like lit my soul on fire as far as art was concerned. I wow. I just fell in love so fast. And like I said, I didn't have very much talent, but the process of it, you know, and I would show my mom my art journal. I remember the day that I decided I was going to pursue art and I came home and I was like, mom i'm gonna be an artist <laughs> and, and she looks at my book of like glitter glue right, and yeah. magazine clippings i had some stick figures in there and she she said are you sure <laughs> and i said yeah mom i'm just like so passionate about this this is what this is what i need to do so um not having much ability i went to Brigham Young University, Idaho, and the first day of freshman orientation, I'm in this big auditorium, and they show a PowerPoint of previous students' art. Mm. You know, sometimes when you're in a yeah. small town and there's 80 kids in your class, you think, I got, I got ability. I can do this. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and then you go yeah. to a university, and then you say, I'm in the wrong building. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have. It becomes, like, painfully aware that you yeah. have no talent. Yeah. 
And so I started crying. I left the meeting. I was crossing the street. I can tell you exactly where I was in Rexburg, Idaho, <laughs> when I had a very strong feeling that said, Genity, you can be an artist. Mm. And it literally just took my breath. I was like, have you seen my work? <laughs> How yeah. can I possibly be an artist? Yeah. And, you know, because I had taken, you know, so many years trying to have a build a relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. I recognized his voice yeah. more easily. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so I said, how could this possibly happen? And I felt, I will direct your hand. Yeah. And I just remember just being so overcome that God cared about what I wanted yeah, right. and that he was willing to help me do it. But I also was painfully aware of how much time I had to make up for. Most people that study art know when they're three or five, seven. Yeah, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah we, so, I had a kid in my fifth yeah. grade class that drew this tiger and we were all, oh, whoa, it's like magic. <laughs> I think everybody had that kid in their class growing yeah. up. You know, was like, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and And so I had to make up for all of this time where I wasn't drawing. Right. And so I found out that the building opened at 4 a.m. for janitors. And that's when I like wake up early. You're up early. (laughs) (laughs) I got up extremely early in in college. You know, my friends, my roommates would be just like starting to do homework at 10 or (laughs) totally or like we're going to bake a pie. Yeah. 11 o'clock at night. I would be going to sleep at nine. So I was totally the wacko. (laughs) My mom thought you have no social life. You're never going to get married. Um, but yeah, I went to school at four and then wow. the, the, the hours between four and eight, eight is when class started were the most precious time for me. And I still am the biggest advocate for super, super early morning. Anybody that's struggling, anybody that needs a direct connection to heaven, I promise you 4am, 5am, beautiful time for that because you're not going to get call you're not gonna get a text message you're not gonna get there's there's no no distractions it's just so quiet and i would go to school and i would start every day with a prayer and i would tell god remember you promised that you would be here for me that this is a group project that you're gonna help me do this so i'm here to put in the work and i if you could come and help me that would be awesome wow beautifully said I love it. So I'm an early riser, so I can relate. I love yeah. getting up early. I get about 4.15 every morning. And I, I do this thing called my hour of power. It's the, it's the best thing I've ever done for my own recovery. Mm-hmm. And you're right, man. I have inspiration. I yeah. revelation on levels. Like, and I, I find myself like crying tears of joy. And I know you can relate with this. Because my, my family even and my friends are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, you're crazy. If you knew what I get from this, you would all do it. Right. So I can completely relate. You said something too. Um, You said this lit your soul on fire and you don't need to turn around, but there's a quote on the back of the wall here behind you by Ferdinand Foch that says the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. (laughs) Yeah. And when you said that, I'm going, oh my gosh, you're speaking my language here. (laughs) But man, that, how cool is that? Like you knew it. You're just like, this is what I'm going to do. And what, I, what I'm hearing in your story so far, even when you were young, you're like, you're a very determined person. Is that accurate? <laughs> it's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of why you're so successful in the things that you touch and do, you know? I think that's amazing. Well, and it's even, you know, carrying, like doing an art career while having four kids. Jeez. Just, 
I, I feel like I remember doing a show in Park City. It was an emerging artist show. Yeah. Group show. I'd been painting for 13 years. And I remember, and I was grateful to be there, but I remember looking at my husband and saying, so I've been painting for 13 years, but like I'm still an emerging artist. When do you think I'm actually going to emerge? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it just has been so painfully slow yeah. and dogged, but I feel like I'm finally starting to get somewhere. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, I want to get into the painting stuff, but I, I want to talk about something that's, you know, a difficult um, subject to talk about. Um, one of your sons passed away when he was younger. Talk about that experience with us because I was really impressed. I watched a video of you sharing a portion of that story that just, I mean, I'm in my office here crying as I'm watching this. Um, I actually posted it today saying, look who's coming on my show today. <laughs> so I just want you to know that. Um, do you mind just sharing a little bit? You don't have to go into all the details, but just ex explain what we're talking about here. Sure. Thank you. So I became a mom in 2008. My firstborn son was Victory Morgan. And it was such a hard juggle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then, in fact, one morning, I remember it was like 3 a.m. My son was crying. I didn't know why he was crying. I'd fed him. I'd changed him. And I could see my easel across the way and had this brief moment of, <laughs> like not liking this little creature because he was keeping me from something <laughs> that I loved. And yeah. in that mo that brief moment, I felt like censured by God, just mm, saying like, excuse yeah. me. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, I right. felt that I had yeah. to sacrifice my art, mm, let it go. Yeah. And because otherwise I would always resent my children. Yeah. And so I actually did a painting kind of in memoriam of this great letting go where really? my head's down my hands are open and i'm giving it away wow and the beautiful thing is though it, it only lasted like six months because <laughs> my son developed a sleep schedule and then instead of doing dishes or laundry i would just run to my easel but that was yeah. a very powerful lesson yeah for me early on i'm so grateful i got it because i had no idea i would only have him for three years wow so Jeez. I had another son in 2010, Benson True, and then we moved to Tucson, Arizona, so my husband could get a graduate degree. And we moved in with my parents so that we could afford grad school. Right. And they had an acre with a pool and a pond. And my mom was so concerned bringing, my boys were yeah. two and zero, like three months old when we moved in. And so she put a, a fence around her patio so you couldn't even access the lawn. And we put in all these alarms to protect the kids. Yeah, yeah. And then after a year of every all of those precautions working, <laughs> yeah. one day just perfect storm and yeah. I pulled my son out of the swimming pool. Mm. And... um you call 911 and it's just such an out of body experience. Um, I remember kind of yell talking at the paramedics. Why aren't you here yet? Where are you? Yeah, and my sure. husband was doing CPR and oh my gosh, my son was resuscitated and life lighted to a hospital. And we then spent uh, seven weeks with him there. Mm -hmm. And after three, I was pretty sure he was coming home. I mean, yeah, he wasn't sure. on life support and they, yeah. the doctors kind of tell you the longer that he lives, the greater chance that he is, that he's going to live. Yeah. Right. Um, but he also suffered from hypoxia, lack of oxygen, which mm. caused his body to 
convulse in something called sympathetic storms mm. where it kind of looks like a seizure every all the muscles flex and your heart rate goes crazy and um the storm started out at like 20 minutes and then he'd pass out in exhaustion and they got to oh, be man. 48 hours really of, and your body just like his body couldn't couldn't handle it couldn't handle it so but i had all these nights in the oh, hospital man. as a young mother watching my son and there's nothing i can do and it um was a beautiful lesson <laughs> on yeah. just coming to know god and jesus christ you know because you yeah. can't you can't be in situations like that and not have your whole heart reaching for heaven for sure yeah and then god teaches you about the suffering of his son and then you kind of commiserate through this beautifully difficult and tragic experience. So, um, my son, so my son passed away and I was so devastated because like I said, I thought for sure he was coming home. Yeah. Right. So I even remember the first time I came home to even shower when he was in the hospital and you just walk into this house and it feels so empty oh. and just thinking this can't be it. I can't ever come back here without him. Like, and so when that became a reality, it's just really hard to bear. Yeah. And more than anything, I talk about how I developed this beautiful relationship with God. And then all of a sudden I felt like he had let me down. Yeah, sure. And so what did I do? <laughs> I wrote about it. Yeah. <laughs> I told God how he let me down in my, in my journal. I prayed about it. And I said, you told me I'm supposed to liken the scriptures to myself. Where's my story? Where's the mom that has mm. all the faith in the world, prays for healing, and doesn't get it? Mm. And Jeez. then God would just say to me, well, Jenity, what about my son? Mm. Like sometimes people have to die, and that I'm wow. sorry. Wow. <sighs> and then, but I had all the faith in the world. Yeah, yeah but Jenity, what takes more faith? Getting what you want or continuing on when you don't? Yeah. Well, probably continuing on when you don't. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so I just turned back to the same thing, you know, that the, the same support that had always been there. And I tell this to people, too, is that I feel like you've got to develop your faith system before the tragedy occurs. Mm. Yeah, it's good to turn to God when you're in tragedy. If you sure. haven't before, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But it's so much better if you can develop yeah. that structure before the tragedy, before yeah. the crisis, that makes sense. Because then you have like this, you built a foundation. You got something to stand on. Yeah. Right. So, and then the other thing that really helped me was I was a runner, not competitively, just for funsies. In fact, I did do one half season of cross country as a sophomore in high school, but only lasted half the season because competing <laughs> yeah. made me want to barf. And I just told my coach, like barfing when you're running isn't fun. It's not a good, <laughs> it's not a good combo. But, yeah. but, but I really loved running just for yeah. kicks. So I would just run whenever I wanted to at yeah. whatever pace I wanted. But then, so right after my son passed away, you know, it's like you get up early, you write, you pray, you yeah. read. And then I put on my shoes and I went running. And it's like so interesting because up to that point, running had just been enjoyable, right. fun. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it was like, <sighs> yeah. I just ran and I cried and it it was like this release, you know, I had so much to feel and I just like I said oh needed a place to put it. 
Yeah. And um, so then running and just kind of my art took on new meaning. Running took on meaning. Everything like became a lifesaver for me. Yeah. So wasn't it in that you I, the video I watched? It's like it was almost like in that moment you knew that you had became become a warrior, <laughs> right? Well, I knew I, what you meant by it, but yeah. I mean, but really, truly, in the in the grand scheme of things, you really that's what's going on here. Because you're dealing with something that you never planned on, but yet, like you said, I love what you said, building this foundation you've been working on your whole life to help you actually get you through this very difficult tragedy. Yeah. and You know, that's and, that's a warrior's status yeah. in my mind. You know what I mean? Like that's, and I knew what you meant in the video, but yeah. man, I knew, I, I looked at you and went, no, you are a freaking warrior. <laughs> Well, I, I was also really inspired by women of the past in my faith. Um, yeah. We have all these women that crossed America in mm -hmm. handcarts and wagons and lost children. In fact, even yeah. looking back in my own family history, you know, I had a grandmother that had, she birthed 11 children and she only raised six to adulthood. Mm. And I thought like, I thought about these women and like the women who had to bury their kids along the trail. And it's like they had two choices. Sit down and cry and die next and to your die. kid. Yeah. Or you pick yourself up and you go. Yeah. And I realized I had that exact same decision to make. I literally yeah. could have just yeah. quit living, be sad every day. Yeah. Or I could just kind of dust myself off and let it empower me to move forward. So. Yeah. So... I mean, obviously, there's a lot to that story, and I thank you for sharing that. Sure. I know that's probably not the easiest thing to always talk about, but thank you. Um, your faith around all of that is very inspiring. It truly is. Thank you so much. Sure. You know, again, I think that also helped fuel you to be, you, 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 you continued painting, and then you also, you know, started to maybe even compete competitively with this, you know, workout regimen you've been oh. doing for a while <laughs> let's talk a little bit about that if that's okay yeah sure so it's it's interesting because my painting all of a sudden I found that I, I just continued to art journal like yeah. what I did but on yeah. canvases but that when I did that when I was vulnerable when I when I painted my story I could help other people I realized that oh my gosh I'm not the only one that's been through grief <laughs> and so that was really right. powerful for me to, to find a way to help others uh, with my experience. As far as the workout goes, this, this is something that totally came out of left field. Okay. So, <laughs> so I was a runner, um, in around, around 2015, I started group fitness classes. So I really, you know, started to build some, some strength in my group fitness with my five pound weights. But then it wasn't until <laughs> five pound weights. Yeah, yeah. 2018, <laughs> my younger brother invited me to go rock climbing with him at an indoor gym. And I had never been before. And I went and it was a bouldering gym. So you don't have rope or a harness. It's just like a 13 foot wall. And if you fall, you fall on a crash pad. Yeah. But the routes were called problems. Mm. Oh my goodness. Something about that just really resonated with you can go to the, you can go to the climbing gym and you can face your problems mm. and you can conquer your problems. Yeah. And I started out with baby problems. They're yeah. rated in a hardness scale. And I started a very beginner, but I didn't care when I got to the top of a problem. I felt amazing. Yeah. 
And then you think, what other problems can I conquer? Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a gritty sport because right. you literally spend 75% of the time falling mm. and then getting up again. And you might, they call it projecting when you're working on a climb. Yeah. You might project a climb for, a, you know, three or four sessions. Yeah. And then you go back on the fifth session and you send it. And all of a sudden you think, oh, that used to be impossible. And I just did it. What other impossible yeah. things can I do? So climbing really spoke to my persistent nature. Yeah. And so I got a pass in shoes and started climbing three days a week. I was three months into this climbing experience when I had a feeling at the yeah. gym. <laughs> and it said, you should apply for American Ninja Warrior. And I said, like, no, thank you. <laughs> My husband and I had watched the show. We, we, I loved it. I love sure, the show. I yeah. love watching people do hard things and share their yeah. amazing stories. But the idea of competing was just so out there. I kind of laughed. And then this is the thing. People always say, Jenna, you, you're so in tune. You're like, God can talk to you so easily. But it's really obvious sometimes when you don't agree with it. You know, like yeah. I knew this idea was not coming for me because I 100% did not want to do it. Yeah. So I tell people that if you're feeling something and you're resisting it, but it could be a good thing, you should probably just do it. <laughs> yeah. So after a couple weeks of resisting this thought, I finally just prayed about it. And I felt silly. This is not something you ever think you're going to like utter in a prayer. Should I apply for American Ninja Warrior? Yes. <gasps> wow. Are you sure? Why? Yeah, why? I've never been in a ninja gym before. <laughs> I had it. But yeah. I couldn't deny that I had felt that it was something I yeah. should do. So I applied. <laughs> and then after I applied, I told my husband, maybe I should be taking some ninja classes somewhere. Right. <laughs> so I look up. There's a gym an hour away from my house. So I sign up for classes. Do you know who takes ninja classes? 16-year-old boys. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm I, at this point, I'm a 34 year old mom of four in there. <laughs> with 16 year old boys. Wow. And my coach was like 18. <laughs> You're looking at him. Oh, I felt hi. so dumb. Oh, I felt my so gosh. dumb. And one of the first things you have to do is called a lache. And a lache means you swing on a bar and there's another bar six feet away from you. So you have, yeah. And you have to launch your body launch to the <laughs> other bar. And the first time, you know, you're swinging on this bar. There's no way. I'm not yeah. even six feet tall. How the heck am I supposed to get over there? Yeah. And it seems so impossible. And this coach says, oh, you need to throw the bar behind you. Son, you realize that bar is stationary? How am I supposed to yeah. throw it behind me? But I I tried and then, oh my gosh, I, I hit the bar. And I thought, oh, well, it's possible. I touched it. I tapped it. <laughs> and then... I did it again. This time I slammed my wrists into the bar. Oh. I didn't catch it. I just slammed my wrists into a steel bar. Oh, <gasps> it hurts so bad. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. And yeah. then I did it again and I slammed my wrists again. And my coach is like, you should really stop doing that. And yeah. I was like, I know. Like, You're tr I'm not <laughs> trying to do this. Yeah. But eventually I got it. <laughs> and then when you get it, it's that same thing in climbing. Something that was impossible. Just yeah. became possible. Yeah. Of course, then I go to get in my car to drive home and my wrists are so bruised and my hands hurt so bad. I can hardly hold the steering wheel. And I just remember kind of looking up in the car being like, Lord, this is dumb. Yeah. Why I, am I doing this? I don't know why I'm here. Right. Next time we're going to need more support. <laughs> so I just kept showing up and it was the scariest thing. Like so outside my comfort zone. Just driving to the gym, I would be just sweating. 
because I was so scared, so nervous. Yeah. And I would just have to just, just put on your big girl pants yeah. and go to ninja class. And I'm so glad I did because I got a phone call from some producers to come compete on the show that April. So I had wow. exactly three months of ninja training before my first before time. Before the, on the first show. one, really? Yeah. No way. And for those that haven't seen That's the show, amazing. you complete f the qualifying round is five obstacles and the warped wall. Yeah. And if you make it, like, I would say maybe 10% or less make it to the fifth obstacle. Yeah. You know, it's, they're right. really challenging. It's very challenging. Um, yeah. I made it to the fourth obstacle my rookie season and I was thrilled, you know, and, and the whole time you're thinking, why am I here? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It's so that I can go share this story of yeah. how the Lord healed me after the the loss of my son. And so I figured I I was just going to be on this one episode, share my story, walk away from Ninja forever. Right. <laughs> nope. Well, then I get an email and it says, oh, you did really amazing. We're really proud with your rookie performance, but you competed with too many celebrities and we don't have time for you on the show. So it was going to be like it never happened. Oh, no. <sighs> and then and then then you're just well why did, lord why do we do this yeah and <laughs> what am i supposed to do now like yeah. what's next yeah and i had a feeling and it was well you trained for three months what if you trained for a year <sighs> probably get better yeah. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> um anyways it's now been four years they have never aired my run Wow. Um, I actually did have a casting producer kind of confess last season that he said, Jenity, your story is so hard and it's like we want to, it's going to mm -hmm. take considerable airtime and we just like, we need you to get a buzzer. <laughs> you're you're and, going, and this okay. thing, they have to, they have to save it, you know, yeah. oh, for or, sure. or it's like, it's yeah. Yeah. So, cause once they share it, it's shared. Yeah. <laughs> so I just applied for this next up. season and uh, we'll see if I get on. Um, but it has been an incredible journey. And yeah. one thing that I've realized just this year is that all along I was thinking, this is a random ninja tangent that the Lord is sending me on. My random little ninja <laughs> errand. You know, I thought it was going to be one season. Go back to being a mom and artist. Right. And instead I realized, oh, you needed me to become a different person. Mm. You didn't want me just to be on a TV show. Exactly. You needed me to become a ninja. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in a, in all areas, right? Yeah. yeah. And now I coach, uh, like oh, that's three, cool. I teach, I help teach an adult class, and then I teach three kid classes, and my kids come, and it's just become such a big part of my life. Mm. And even now with my art, it's I felt I felt like I should um, paint strong women. Uh, so now the whole ninja world is m like melding with my art world Wow, that's because so there's cool. all these beautiful symbolisms with with fitness yeah i've seen a few of your paintings one where it's a woman and she's got boxing gloves on it's and it's from behind and she, she's got them behind her head like uh -huh. this and just the it's just almost like this woman's been working out hard she's she's attacking fighting. her demons and mm -hmm. fighting and it, it's really profound when I looked at that. That was beautiful. Yeah, or just even the idea that like for our muscles to grow, they have to go through trauma. Mm. They literally have to be torn. Yeah. So why are we surprised when in our lives we also have to be torn? Mm. It's because that's the growth pattern. Yeah. 
And so I'm going to be painting not only athletes, but cancer survivors, my 91-year-old widow neighbor, all these different kinds of strength, you know? It's amazing. And so then I think maybe the whole, maybe the whole ninja thing was to just not only change me but to you know it was meant to be in my art too absolutely well you you handed me uh your book here coming full circle of 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 your paintings here and they're again stunning it's just amazing do you ever just look at these and go man i did that does that (laughs) ever does it ever just blow you away when you look at what you did well i mean or has it just come so easy you're just kind of like no it's not easy but the thing is is when I look at where I started, I go, yeah. this isn't, this isn't just me, right? I said, it's a partnership. This is yeah. God helping me like he promised he would. Yeah. But the other thing is, is just like anything else, you, you train your eyes. I tell people all the time, people think that it's, it's hand coordination, you know, when yeah. you want to become a good artist. Yeah. That's no. what I would have thought. Yeah. It's like the better you see, the better you can paint what you see. Mm. If you can't see it, you can't paint it. And so I feel that my vision, my ability to see has improved. And because of that, how I see my art has also become a little more critical. (laughs) Wow. Because as my eyes develop over the years, I can look at my older work and be like, oh, Jenity, you couldn't see that transition right there. Oh, that's okay. That's an interesting perspective (laughs) on that. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture right now of a hand and it's pointing kind of in the air a little bit some of the fingers are kind of curled inside of the palm but it says here rich excuse me reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing that i mean seriously i know i'm just speaking about this it's a beautiful hand it's amazing and with the shadows and everything on it it's unbelievable oh thank wow. you wow you really are amazing at this. I mean, truly. And uh, uh, I wish, well, we'll definitely have show uh, links to all this fun stuff that you're doing. Um, so what are you doing now besides, is there any other big plans? Or do you are you just kind of like, I'm doing my paintings, I'm doing my, my warrior stuff, my ninja warrior stuff, and you're kind of mel- melding those two worlds together. Is, are you kind of content where you're at right now in, in life? And <laughs> I don't think I've ever been content. Yeah, I know. That's why. Because <laughs> I can imagine your wheels are always turning going, well, you know, maybe I could do this. And maybe I could go tackle that. And maybe I'll, I don't know. Um, well, one thing I've been working on this past fall is teaching online classes. Okay. So I've taught in my studio for years. But I had so many people, followers online said, I'll never be able to come to one of your classes. When are you going to teach virtually? And so I started on a platform called Patreon to start creating videos and teaching people my oh yeah my my art practice online and that's Very been cool. a, a learning curve for me for sure just learning yeah, all the bet. streaming stuff but yeah. that's also <laughs> really exciting because it just allows me to reach a, a so bigger audience yeah right um, but yeah I'm I'm really excited about the Strong Women Project um, it's going to be probably two years or more in the making Mm. um i've been able to already um paint some american ninja warrior athletes and then just this week i had a photo shoot with an olympic rock climber um so yeah it's been (laughs) it's been incredible yeah that is incredible Uh no i think again that's why you had that feeling to go do this i know because it's opened all that whole new world for you well and i just think what if i would have said no 
I know. What if I would have just been too scared? I'm sorry, too hard, too big. And, mm-hmm. and I was thankful again that I had this foundation that I could trust him. That when he told me to do this crazy thing, I could just say, let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't get it, but okay, yeah. you know. And I think, how many people out there just turn down their possibilities all the time? Yeah. Because they're scared. Yep. And so Probably one often. thing I just want to tell people is, first, develop that foundation. To come to know Jesus Christ. Let him teach you who you are. And then just trust him. When he tells you to do the thing, you absolutely, to forgive this person, go see this person, do this thing. And you're like, no, yeah, right. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. And you'll yeah. just watch miracles unfold. <laughs> I love that. And that's great advice. I want to, it kind of, you know, kind of goes into this question I wanted to ask you. If there's someone listening to you right now, Jendi, who's in a bad place, they're struggling, they feel lost. And I love what you just said, and we ta- you've already given some great advice, but what could you tell that one person who's in that place right now listening to you? What would you say? I'd say go find a quiet space. If you can, bring a, a journal and write first how you feel, and then try a prayer. Mm. If you're not the praying kind, just experiment. See what happens. <laughs> Yeah. Because I can't imagine going through what I've been through. Yeah. Or becoming the person I become without my God in my corner. And so th- I have no other excuse, no other self-help, no other fix it all thing to offer anybody other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Great advice. I love that. You know, uh Janity, your your stories unbelievable but i i what i'm most impressed with you and when i started following you because everyone's saying you got to get her on um i just love the way you carry yourself like you 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 wear your heart on your sleeve you're real you're genuine you're not afraid to talk about your faith obviously everyone (laughs) everyone listening to this but no that's that's admirable because i think a lot of people might be a little nervous to talk about that and you're not and that that is very inspiring. And I think, you know, whether whoever's listening to this, if you don't believe in a higher power or if you're not quite sure, you know, give it a shot. Like she's saying, I mean, we're not here to try to convert you to come to church. It's more about having a connection with God and Jesus and a higher power, whatever, however you want to look at that. So, but I just want you to know that it, this has been my blessing to have you here today. Truly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with what you're doing. Um, if someone wanted to reach out to you, and ask you a question or, you know, want to, you know, maybe get, get, get your books and do your online courses and just know more about you. What's the best way for them to do that? So I have a pretty strong presence on Instagram. I post pretty regularly and I try to answer all my DMS. And then my website is genitypage.com and it has prints and just the gallery and information on classes and, commissions and all that there yeah okay beautiful and i'll put all those links in the show notes when we go live with this but uh but yeah thank you for coming and sharing your story with us today it was beautiful keep doing some good todd i'm, I'm trying <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna hold on to your coattails it's like whoo you know you made me like i gotta up my training in my spartan uh, for my spartan this summer that we were talking about before we came on on live on air but uh yeah there you go folks i told you we were in for a treat today 
Jenity Page. Go check her out, and, and and if you have a question for her, she'll respond. She responded to me. She didn't even know me, <laughs> so I'm just grateful that she was willing to be here with us today. Um, please share this with your family, your friends, anyone you know that might even be struggling and they need a little uplift, this would be perfect. And share it with them. And you guys always do. So um, I, don't, I guess I don't need to always keep telling you that. But thank you for believing me. And Jenity, one last time, thank you so much for your time today. It was amazing. Thank you. Till next time, everyone. <laughs>